rumors of certain Street Fighter characters' deaths have been greatly exaggerated as we're now seeing the likes of Dalsim, Armika, and Sagat performing well in tournament. Plus, we get into a naturally controversial concept as we make an argument for why grappling type characters shouldn't be top tiers in Street Fighter V on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Hello, team. Ready to uh, to talk some more Street Fighter this week. Got some interesting results coming down the pike from uh, Red Bull Kumite. The first the first offline event, uh, at least of this caliber, in a long time. And some other, yeah. some some uh, what I think is kind of controversial, but I won't go too far into it. Something I really want to talk about, and I want to scientifically approach I want to poke some holes in it potentially, but like I said, don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Uh, kick us off. Okay, well, John, before we get there, we've been reading the comments on YouTube. We've been oh, reading the comments on our that. stories. <laughs> oh man, one of the most important things that our readers, uh, listeners, our audience have said: we need more hair on the show. And so, to accommodate them, I have increased my hair amount on my face. I hope everyone's good with that, and uh, that's what they've been saying. So you know, what my, you ask, we deliver. My first thought when I saw that this morning, I saw this for the first time maybe six, seven minutes ago. Um, I thought modern Eminem, where he does that whole like you know facial thing with the the five o'clock shadow on purpose, but it's like clean and, and, and intentional. That's what I thought too. So. Uh, I have not seen modern Eminem. I don't know if that's good. I don't know if I'm the real Slim Shady now, but we'll see what happens. Um, but John, getting to it, getting to the real heart of the matter, you know what? We saw the big patch that came out, and we saw a bunch of pro players go online and say, these characters, my main is dead. They are dead. I can't play them anymore. And then those characters went on to place really high in tournament, specifically Armika, Dalsim, uh, and it wasn't everyone. We had awesome people like Akita. Uh, fa- uh, f- uh, we're both, you know, fans of his. He's a great Dawson player. He weighed in and said, "Hey, you know, this is going to impact some Dawson players." But for me, good to go. Um, you know, we we've had some. There's been some mixed stuff on there. But my whole point about this is that when you see a top player complaining online, they have so much privilege. If they're playing a character like Mika, Karen, Cami, and other stuff like that, they're just used to having the the best, right? They're like their champagne is served cold every single morning the moment they wake up out of bed and it, it, uh, what do you i can see from your reaction you have a uh, your face you have a reaction yeah. what, what is your reaction you know that they have cold champagne in the morning when it's slightly warm <laughs> yes best. there are there have been seasons where certain characters from the list that you just mentioned have had to go for some cold duck i think but uh, like like Mika has not always been a, a major benefactor. So I want to say that. Now, I don't want to take too much out of your momentum here because I think you're going somewhere with it. Yes, those characters have been, uh, you know, among the, the top. And, and some of them, just matter of fact, some of them have had their time in the limelight. Um, but you're not wrong when you say that as soon as a patch rolls out, everybody knows that their character got destroyed. They know the character that's going to be the absolute best in the game. Um, and and then real life hits. And so many times we've seen that you can't just take a bunch of really strong looking patch notes and say this is exactly how things are going to play out because 
seeing them on paper and seeing how everything acts within the actual atmosphere of the game with all of the other stuff that's constantly going on, bouncing off of it and dancing with it. Those are two completely different things. But we are starting to see what is coming out of Street Fighter V here in the middle of Season 5 following a second balance patch. And now we have returned to offline play. And I think that's going to be a big thing too. I, man, I, I was playing a Ken player yep. today. By the way, Ken players are back <laughs> because of this patch, I think. <laughs> yes, and oh are. my gosh, <laughs> I, I was just reminded so immediately and vividly of the frustrations of I'm getting hit, so I'm going to spam a medium punch <laughs> or or here comes a random Tatsu for footsies. And yeah. it's, it's my fault for getting hit. I'll take it. I'll take it. But also, hot damn, is that not the game I want to play? So uh Welcome back, Ken players. We missed okay. you. Okay. Well, no, no, no. I have to throw this back at you because they're like all the Ken players out there are saying this is coming from a Nikali player. Yeah. And what would be your rebuttal to that? Because if if anyone's ever felt random, it's it's freaking Nikali in this game. He's pretty freaking random. I think random, that right? you like, have a particular hate for Nikali because I have put you through the ringer so many times with Nikali. I don't think that everybody feels the same way you do. And I think you have a particular bias against the character because of playing against me for so long. But I don't think no, that no, people no, John, equate John. Nikali and Ken I, like that. I've read the comments, and I have seen specifically Cammy players go in and say, you, what kind of gall does this guy have to be talking crap about Cammy when he plays Nikali? Mm -hmm. I've actually seen it. I, I have proof. I don't know if I can find it now, but I, I, I have proof in my head. That's the most important part. Like, what would be your rebuttal to that besides it's just me? You're right. You know, You're right. It's, Nikali... it's, it's not me. It's you. And and yeah. I think that I think that. <laughs> The the comment that you're talking about also cited how many uh, Capcom Pro Tour wins Nikali has from over the years. Uh, well, he was a stupid good character in Season 1. He was a really good character in Season 2. And then he was a character from Seasons 3 on. And sure, I mean, if you want to complain about Nikali, uh, there's like six of us that exist in the first place. And we're not winning <laughs> stuff at all. So, yeah, yes. go for it. I mean, I... I, I, I I almost don't even want to entertain the question, but I'll give it that much and say, okay, well, now, and again, I agree with you here, but I do want to, I do want to go with our, our commenters on this who said this now, now wouldn't the same complaint apply to kin where there's six kin players now, and there's probably about 600 now since the patch changes <laughs> happened, but in like, what is kin winning now? What is kin won? And, and what would be the difference? Oh, well, there? I in wasn't your, complaining that Ken's overpowered. Yeah. I was just complaining that, Ken players the random play factor. online yeah. and use some some interesting tactics that are not going to get them to, in fact I don't think that you're going to win consistently uh with these kinds of tactics and sure enough the Ken player that well he beat me once uh but then he didn't beat me again you know and it's it's like yeah it's it's just frustrating ways of playing the game which is actually something that'll segue later on in like the fourth quarter of the podcast but uh and remember that for when we go there <laughs> Yeah, and that's the perfect answer there is that that when you do play these kind of random characters like Balrog and other stuff, like I, Balrog is actually my personal nemesis right now. Uh, he's the character I'm struggling with the most. I literally spent like an hour or two hours just watching footage of Roves versus Balrog last night trying to find everything. I ended up actually finding my own footage and having to use that, which is not good, uh, to, to try to find a basis for the matchup. And I think I have something now, but I'm not sure. But that's your answer. When people say, hey, you know, like Ken does this or, or you know, Nikali does this and stuff like that. Well, 
characters that have those kind of like just crazy ass moments, they're very susceptible to all or nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very rare that those characters are, are, you know, coming through. So that is one of the things with Ken. But I, again, my argument is you need that in these games. Again, I don't play characters like that. And those characters are a personal frustration to me. But I do think those characters have a very firm place in fighting games. And like, if they're not there, if you don't have some crazy characters, like your roster gets kind of boring. And so I, I actually have no problem with Nikali. And I actually think he's pretty darn well done at this point in time in this game. Uh, it, it's uh, He's just fine. And I'm, I'm pretty good with Ken as well. It just it's that's the acceptable amount of crazy you kind of have to live with um and that's kind of where i go with that um but anyway so it's, it's, man, it's we, a, we got to real yeah, it's a means good. toward like yeah. more what like fun and spontaneity and craziness and party mode um but you want to be able to also corral it in uh in higher levels of play and as long as it's not so strong that you can't do stuff to fairly consistently shut it down or have a sense of control about it then I think you're okay. So yeah, you do want yeah. some party casual mode in your game, uh, but not so much that it's actually harming the competitive aspect of it. Yes. And so that's actually one of the things about Mika. She's a crazy character. It's, you know, you're you're pretty much seeing her throw everything at the screen. Uh, I know Luffy and a lot of other players are kind of notorious for not exactly holding forward, but not exactly not holding mm -hmm. forward either. And you will see it for large portions of the matchup. And it's like, that's the steamrolling nature of grapplers. And obviously something we're going to talk about later, but it, it's, this is where I go with this is that the, these are some of the players that are going out there and saying like, look, my character is toast. I can't play him anymore. And it's like, dude, you just tied for third place at the first international competition. We've had an offline play since like basically COVID happened. One of the first major mm -hmm. ones anyway. Right. And, and this is what I talk about when you go on Twitter and stuff and you see opinions from top players, you need to realize that their opinions are very jaded by them winning, uh, by them basically needing to perform at the highest of levels. Cause that's their job. Right. Yours and I's job is to dissect these games as fair and as accurately as we can. We don't care about winning as much as we care about these games being great. Mm -hmm. Like these games being great really impacts what we do here a ton. And and so uh, we went in there before and we talked about how Europe uh, was using V-Shift better than anyone else. Hey, shocker, Europe won the uh, won this event over the Capcom Cup champion, IDOM, you know, kind of thing. And, and this is something you and I called. We also called the game being much more zone heavy, right? Much more based around being able to actually keep people out. Um, it's the Street Fighter V version of zoning, you know, so it's, a, it's not Street Fighter IV zoning. Uh, it's not Street Fighter II zoning. It's, it's Street Fighter V's version mm -hmm. of it, right? And, and it's not nearly as good as it once was, um, but it's still, it's so, so much more effective now than it actually has been. And so we've got a Sagat up there. Uh, we got a Dawson up there. We got Item winning, you know, uh, getting second with Poison. Uh, he obviously won Capcom Cup. Like these are all zone heavy characters. You can zone and win in this game now. That's one of the biggest messages I have. Mm -hmm. I was watching Bonchan Sagat against Tokido's Urian uh, today. And one of the things that I very immediately recognized was that the way Bonchan was playing Sagat wasn't the, when you say zoning, I think the first place that our minds go is you back up to the other side of the screen and you throw fireballs and you try to get the person to jump over them or, or overextend. Um, it wasn't that. It was constantly a mix of the threat of Sagat's like medium kick and his standing heavy punch and maybe even a crouching medium kick peppered in with fireballs as farther pokes and we've talked about fireballs in that uh, in that capacity before it was very much more of a mid-range zoning while still using fireballs and such and and the potential for a jump forward was still there that they, they didn't happen often in fact i think as, as i recall bonchan did more jumping forward than tokido did but 
the the point was it was a slow paced very long round kind of endeavor and a lot of these were where they're playing footsies and they're zoning with their normals and then the the fireballs like i say become something of a farther extension of that but things are not right. happening like you know full screen zoning they're not really even happening at jump range zoning they're happening at like farthest reaching normal uh, spacing and that's very interesting and it's very calculated and you were mentioning Luffy earlier uh, I watched his match with Takamura and that you know you'd think Mika just explosions into set play-ish sort of scenarios and I know that that's been nerfed about her a handful of times over the season so she can't really do that anymore um, first of all you wouldn't expect to see Mika at all uh, you know, based on you know things that I think Luffy has said about her and the fact that V-Shift is supposed to be so detrimental to the grappling types like her but here she was going toe-to-toe with Takamura's uh, Akuma and playing very effective footsies the game came down yeah. to whiff punishing and and there's a little bit of Street Fighter 5 craziness especially when you get V-Triggers and you get the, you know the cover of an air fireball to come in and things along those lines uh, you know Nadesh goes on her way but even then you know use things like v-shift to creatively get around it the the game has so much space to breathe and where we find ourselves going is that mid-range zoning footsies patient pick your spots let your opponent overextend catch a forward dash kind of thing and then go into your stuff and then a lot of times you know it won't be just one knockdown that that decides things uh you know it, that can happen especially with characters like you know laura or g or i mean even zangief if he just gets in and, and gets his vortex kind of stuff going on but a lot of times it will return back to the neutral and you're having this kind of proper sword fight fencing you know gentlemanly endeavor and and i'm liking i'm liking what i see Mm -hmm. Me too. It, it is. And I want to be very careful here and just mention that, you know, as you said, it's uh, Akuma still up there. It's Karen still up there. It's Kami still up there. Like all the rushdown characters are still good. Like people who are worried that this game is going to be too like zone heavy now and you're just not going to have these. It's these characters are still awesome. And, and this is where I really go with this. It, it you know, the people complaining about nerfs. It's like it is so hard to actually take a top tier character and nerf them into oblivion this late in a game's lifespan. Now, we saw this happen in season one with Ryu, Ken, uh, Ryu, uh, Ryu, Chun-Li, and Nash, mm -hmm. um, that they actually got obliterated. But when you get later on in a game, like it does not happen that often. Like your, your top tier stay there. Now you still see some rare exceptions of like a character go from low tier to, to top tier and a few other things. But for the most part, it is genuinely hard. If you look at like the history of Street Fighter 4, the low tiers pretty much stayed low tier. Like there, you know, a few, and a few people climbed up and other stuff, but it just, it did not happen often. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Anyway, it's it's just look at the stuff like you know, kind of a side eye. Give the side eye there if I can do that properly. Um, uh, but anyway, if some of the zoners to look out for now, uh, obviously we've we've covered Poison, Guile, and Manat in the past. Um, but again, add Dalsim, Ryu, Chun Li, and I'd personally now include Sagat and Rose into that mix too. I think Rose is a tournament viable character. She's pretty good. Uh, she's hard to play though. Um, like any you know rush or any zoning in this game, it's just. Oof. Um, but. The game's still rushed down. It's still Street Fighter Five. It's still rushed down Fighter Five. Well, you're not getting away from that. Kind of, kind of. But as I think about it, and as I think about the different character archetypes, which is something I've been really trying to consider for this week because of, uh, man, that that coming segment that I keep bringing up. Uh, but I, as I look at it, and as I've looked at the Red Bull Kumite footage and and how the game has been evolving, it's like the the characters have different 
you know, ends that they want to get to, right? Sagat doesn't really want to be up in your face most of the time. He wants to be at that comfortable distance where he might be able to get a, you know, a light, light into DP sort of a combo and then comfortably be where you have to make mistakes. Uh, he doesn't necessarily want to be rushing you down like Cammy might or something like that. And, and not probably wants to be even farther back than that, where she can just be hitting you with heavies and such, and then eventually getting enough meter to do bigger combos. Uh, but that said, it seems like we're at a place where no matter what character type you are, uh, you want to be able to manipulate the neutral, and that's where you can start to get what you need. Like uh, that, That's the starting point for almost all characters, as far as I can tell right now, to get to where they want to be. Now, they want to get to different mm -hmm. places, but that seems to be the main road for everybody, and that's really cool, and that's what you want out of a Street Fighter game. So... You know, you establish that distance, you establish those whiff punishing threat kind of normals and, and, and specials and such. And then you use that to get your character to where they want to be, whether that be up close, whether that be sweep range, whatever it is. Um, and, and so the different characters can can do that. Now, yes, you know, you still got GV trigger. You still got Laura V trigger stuff. So so there is some some really good up in your face pressure rush down. Cammy can still do a lot of crazy stuff like that. Um but I'm not so sold that that's the be all end all. I mean, if nothing else, yeah. it's like, hey, guess who won Red Bull Kumite? So, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It's a new era of footsies and zoning, and it's just the instead of rushdown being like you know ten out of ten, pretty much like the only kind of really truly viable style. Unless you play like three characters, uh, now there's like ten characters who can you know zone, and I so I think rushdown's like kind of up here. You don't like so right quickly get away from your roots like that, right? When especially when yeah. they're that deep, and and it has been yeah. what it has been in Street Fighter Five. I hear what it's you're saying. So efficient, yeah. So, but it is a new era, and and it's like okay, this is the first time in my opinion that Street Fighter Five has actually felt like a proper Street Fighter game, and it's felt so much like Marvel before in the past, and, and it just it was a really unfortunate set of circumstances, but the game's really. It's quite nice that I, I think if you if you like the game at all, like and if you hate it, I don't know if you you know your mind is ever going to be changed about it. Like fundamentally, I think the game has just got you know what it is, right? But if you like it at all, there's it's worth revisiting and kind of seeing what the game offers at this point in time because it it truly is possible to play a zoner and win now. Uh, and I you could do it in the past. It was just like you had to freaking be item to pull it off. You know, uh, it was just too damn hard to do it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, you know, all this kind of stuff like, you know, we're, we're really hyping up the zoners. It depends on also who shows up in tournament, you know, kind of thing. If your event has a bunch of top level zoning players, like, you know, we're going to be like, oh, like zoning's the best and other stuff like that. But again, we we called this stuff. We called Europe being terrific at this freaking game. Mm -hmm. uh, this was something we called like, you can check the tapes. It was months ago. And we're like, look, like, look at the footage. Look at how they're playing. Uh, the way they're using V-Shift, one of the things that you called individually was how much V-reversal is a factor now. And before it was just not that efficient to do it. And you saw V-reversals all up and down in the top eight, uh, especially again with uh, Mr. Crimson, shout outs to him uh, for winning, uh, especially with his Dalsim. He used V-reversal and V-Shift so much. Uh, I think he, he did those more often than he used V-Trigger. And that's a gigantic change that was like not happening ever before mm -hmm. um so the game it's just much more balanced now uh you're you, you want to see more styles out there uh instead of just one kind of dominant rushdown style that's what street fighter is and and capcom gave us pretty much everything we asked for we asked for a defensive mechanic we asked for nerfs to high tiers the game's looking pretty darn good
you know, it's like, okay, like give it, if you like it, give it another shot. But, yeah. But and they, is. I mean, we had something of a problem character emerging and, or I would just maybe even say a top tier that was too evident. And we've been talking about that. Um, and sure enough, they come in with this patch that does something uh, where you can very, very much uh, do something of your own accord about one of her strongest tactics, that being the dive kick. And we actually recently put up a video um, kind of showing you how you would explore that and how you would take advantage of that kind of um, approach from Cami now and like what your new options are. And uh, but, you know, you mentioned V reversals again in that match uh, with Tokido and um, Tokido and Bonchan. This also is sort of telling about what's important and how to play this game right now. Tokido was very often trying to edge Bonchan to the corner, right? And, and so that he would have the advantages of having someone in the corner. But he would do offensive V reversals. So like anytime Bonchan threw too close of a fireball, Tokido would spend his meter V reversing it to knock his opponent farther back. It was just for the space taking. And then, of course, you get that gray life. That was more yep. important to Tokido than getting to Aegis Reflector V Trigger. Think about that for a second. That is where our game is evolving. And this is against a character like Sagat, you know, and and how we've perceived him to be like relatively lower tier, especially compared to Yurian. It's like Yurian shouldn't have to be all that worried about things like no, he's he's playing his game very much around um, just being able to control this mid-range and not just rely on Yurian's explosive. This will probably work, and if it doesn't, I have three more, you know, like safety nets for something else to work out. No, man, we're we're playing that footsies game. We're playing that manipulation of space. We're getting that gray life where we can, and that's a good sign too. Yeah, I agree. And uh, but speaking of of characters who don't do anything like that, John, I wanted to talk about grapplers. I wanted to talk about your next segment yeah. here because. There's there, there's been some skepticism I've seen in the comments. Of course, we're going all, we're going all in on the comments today. I don't know what's up with that, but we are doing that. They're like, you know what? Why is it bad for grapplers to be top tiers? You guys are idiots. Event Hubs is a, the dumbest website on the planet. You guys are the biggest idiots uh, in front of microphones in the FGC. That's what I'm seeing in the comments. Defend yourself, John, because the comments think you're full of I crap. I feel Not me, of energized yeah. now with that set up and, and so much forward momentum. Let's go. Uh yeah, that was, this is something that, uh, again, I want to approach this sort of scientifically and say I've been thinking about it a lot and it seems to be pretty true, but this is open conversation and I'm very willing to hear and, and have people poke holes in this. Um, it's a somewhat controversial idea, especially in modern times with where our society's at, because what you're saying when you say something like a certain type of character shouldn't be among the top tiers in your game like that's not inclusive at all and it's like not even inclusive in the in, in like the sense of opportunity you know you're putting such a limiting factor and that's a big no-no uh when you're talking about groups of people we're not talking about groups of people here we're talking about characters in a fighting game so deal with that um but yeah I, i'm as i think about it i'm like why does this seem to be true uh, and, and like, does it, is it true across the board? How far does, how far down this rabbit hole do we go? Um, so without getting too far ahead of myself, I think we should just start at kind of square one here. Um, and think about like, well, okay. If you have two characters in a fighting game that are the exact same, uh, say Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter 1, and then they have all the same moves, all the same properties, they're just a palette swap. 
And then you give one character uh, a fireball that moves slightly faster than the other, or a punch that goes slightly farther. At some level, now you have two characters that are playing a different game from one another. And if you have a whole bunch of characters, the kinds of changes, the kinds of mechanics at some certain level are going to affect these characters differently from one another. All right. Mm -hmm. Now that's acceptable. And we're super down with having characters that can punch at different lengths and sure enough shoot fireballs and some that can't and some have these crazy maneuvers and it's it's it behooves the fighting game developers to bring in as many different types of characters as possible you know and um and that's okay there's a certain acceptable range of 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 variety that we're not only okay with but we're happy for because it, it gives you different approaches to the game and such um when i think about grapplers though they come in with a, with a very interesting, different kind of ability in the command grab that, um, that I liken to something like when you have a different type of something come into an already established, say, like a, a system or an ecosystem, say, like a bunch of sharks, right? And they have their way of hunting and doing everything. And then you introduce one shark that's, that has a freaking laser beam attached to their head. Well, okay, that's going to change the calculus. And the way that this mm -hmm. shark interacts with everybody else is going to, like, if, if you just leave it to be, it's going to be dominant, right? Because it's got the advantage of having a laser beam attached to its head. It's going to just be way better. Now, you can begin to alter that so that it plays nicely with the rest of the sharks. But at what level are you able to balance the properties of a laser beam versus the properties of, you know, a shark with sharp teeth or or the ability to smell really well or whatever it is you know like you can tweak those things around but it's at some level it's hard to it's hard to change like an apple and an orange are both fruits but at certain levels you're just tweaking things that don't really exist in the other one and vice versa so when you take into command grab or when you take command grab characters into uh, and we'll, we'll limit this to the street fighter atmosphere and scope right because it, this this is true i think across fighting games in general but um there's an established idea of how street fighter expectations sort of flow and that is with this kind of neutral based footsie format um, and then when you're up close, it's that strike, grab, or block sort of, it's not rock, paper, scissors. It's more complicated and complex than rock, paper, scissors, but that's sort of the established up close thing. And then you bring in this idea of command grabs and the way command grab characters function. And, um, as I look at them, I'm like, you know, they use neutral in the same way and can use neutral in a very interesting way. That's, that's, um, that's intriguing to watch and skillful for them to get through and manipulate, and that's all good. But when they get up close and they begin to play their game, I think that's where things kind of start to fall apart. Um, because it's like, how do you regulate that laser beam? Well, grappling characters are usually playing this cat and mouse game, right? They, they start with, they need to get close to you, and then they're also kind of, uh, one of their abilities is how how well do they stay close to you, aka like sort of the vortex, and then how much damage are they are they doing? So like how many times do they have to uh, guess right once you're in? And there's a certain feel about that man where once they get close and it becomes about that guessing game with uh, like either you escape or you don't. That is just it's not that high level of resolution. It's like it is an informed decision, and we do we're all about those informed decisions here. But when a grappler's up on you and it's like a 50-50 of whether you get away or not, losing to that just doesn't 
feel that good because it's robbery mm -hmm. it's robbery after a certain point it's you know it's gsv trigger and it's not a 50 50 it's not a true 50 50 because when most grapplers get down on you they they need a big reward exactly then, right they're they're in in the where i go with this like the the big jump out for me is how often in the history of fighting games has a grappler been top tier and the community been happy about mm -hmm. it and it is rare uh you look at abel and street uh, super street fighter 4 and everyone thought he was brain dead and stupid and they nerfed him back down and everyone's like okay at least you know he's acceptable now he's not just dominating the scene uh arcade edition street fighter 4 uh we had van geef we had a bunch of other people playing zangief and you know props to those players they're playing at a very high level but they, he got nerfed and ultra street fighter 4 and you know still snake eyes and a bunch of other people were doing great with him and he was fine he was just fine and it, the history here is not on grapplers being top tier this is the big thing about it and when they are people are usually not happy with it it, it is not a good look for your game uh, i remember clear back in hyper fighting uh, uh street fighter 2 turbo um it's zangief was a very high in character in that and they nerfed him down because he's just too damn good and it's like the one time he gets in he can basically you know uh okay you to death right and and it's like you want a few opportunities to blow that mm -hmm. up um i have a note here it says uh if the game seems like it's decided around few or less thoughtful interactions street fighter players tend to dislike it and yeah. i mean think about it this way it's like well i was trying to poke holes in my own uh, uh boat here and it's like well there have been other characters that are not grappler types that have been able to pull off things like vortex like where they just want to get up on you and then once they get in there's this kind of oaky repeat loop situations and uh, i say yeah but also the community hated that. We wanted to get rid of yes. Vortex in Street Fighter 4. We wanted to get rid of throw loops in Street Fighter 5. That was a big issue for us. Um, now, grapplers like that that cat and mouse phase where they're trying to get in, that's the best part. Because that's where you get to see the likes of Snake Eyes shine with amazing buffers of standing light kick Zangief into green hand in Street Fighter 4. And use the limited options uh, and then like the slower movements, but the predictions and such. It's like they're actively figuring out how to get there and that's really cool against the other person actively figuring out how to stop them that's an awesome part of the grappling style and and people that are able to do that it's like great but once they're in it, the whole game can be decided around that one get in or not um to the degree where it's just not a good look and and it's not fun and people tend to to not be all that happy about it so I mean, maybe if you had a, a game that was all grapplers, that would be different because that would just be the way things are. But you don't. You have a game that has certain expectations of how it's going to be played around them. And as far as I can tell, how do you change grapplers so that they're not uh, dependent on that vortex aspect? I don't see it because what you might do is say, well, okay, we can make it easier for them to get close. Um, but then it's like, well, uh, that's really, really scary. I think as I say that any seasoned Street Fighter players go, no, you can't make it easy for Zangief to get close to you. It's like, okay, well, how about we make it um, less damaging for when he hits you? So maybe he has the Oki, maybe he you know, gets there, but then he has to get you that many times. It's like, yeah, but if you get out and then he has to deal with all of that, it's like, that really sucks for the grappling character. And the more you get away from that vortex, as far as I can tell, that's so closely intertwined with the identity of grappling characters that they start to become yep. not grappling characters anymore. Exactly. And then I think you run into your own issues there with expectations. And so I think that there is room for them, right? Just like when we talked about, well, I don't want to go, there is room for them, uh, but they need to be the kind of characters that are fighting a certain kind of uphill battle and if they if they earn this they have to earn the vortex 
And that's another way of saying it. And because they're so based around it that it's going to be there. So if you're going to balance someone around earning a vortex, it's like you better make it really freaking hard. And so where they're not winning most of the time because vortex kind of sucks. And, uh, and, and so that's kind of like another way of thinking about it is like the, the, to, to balance that it's like to tweak little things about it. Uh, it, it's not as nuanced when you tweak something about a, a vortexy damage output, oaky 50, 50 kind of character that the, you know, the grappling types, it's like when you twist the knob, you kind of go way to one direction or way to another. It's hard to just get that little minute tweak. And that's not to say it's not possible. It's not to say you can't really get in there and get it as, as fine-tuned you know, as you can, but it just seems like the level of resolution there isn't as high as with a lot of the other styles of characters. Yeah, and I think a good example for people is to, to look at like mid-range zoning and what Ryu was in Street Fighter V Season 1. He was not even a mid-range zoner. Like they couldn't make that style work because the game didn't feed into it very well, mm -hmm. right? Um, and in Vortex and Rushdown and, and even uh, Grapplers are actually quite strong in Street Fighter V compared to where they've been in past seasons because you have characters like Armika who have dominated in this game. Uh, one of the winningest characters, and, not, and you look and Laura is still one of the best characters right now in terms of tournament results. And and I mean, keep in mind, like we just got done, you know, making you know saying that like oh you know grapplers are, are so much worse because of v shift and v reversal and all this other kind of stuff like they're still placing very high they're still doing very 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 well and it's like this game does cater already very well to grapplers and if you make them top tier if you make them high end we already saw what mika did when she was a top end character in season and how well. how it, sucky was that man for those of us to live through it not fun no yeah and, and so so where i go back to with ryu is like if you don't make him a mid-range owner, he doesn't feel like Ryu anymore. And that was one of our biggest complaints about the character. And now he actually feels like a mid-range character, a mid-range owner to some extent. It's a Street Fighter V version of it, so he's okay. You can't tweak Zangief and get rid of his grappler vortex stuff like you were talking about doing. And and if you do, he stops feeling like Zangief at that point. You know, it's they stop feeling like grapplers and other stuff. So it, it is a delicate switch to, to flip uh, on and off and kind of see what things to give them and what not, uh, and, you know, what to keep away. And I know Zangief has ended up pretty weak a few times mm -hmm. when, you know, uh, in, in different seasons and stuff like that. And Capcom's tried a good bit to buff him back up. And But you have what Zangief always has been and kind of what he should be for the most part it is a character that, a specialist character that a handful of people play, Kitchapon. Pamu, uh, Itazan, a few others, and they play at a very high level and they get great results from them. And and that is kind of what you want to see from them. And, you know, if you go too far, then no one plays that character and they're obliterated. That's not what we want either, right? We want we want the specialists to go out there and play the grapplers. And that's the history of, of grapplers. Like, you, they're not supposed to be played by the masses. It's just a handful of people who play them. And they're supposed to be kind of a niche thing. And, and Street Fighter V, of all freaking Street Fighter games, I think has had the best grappler show showing ever for Street Fighter titles. Like, I don't think grapplers have ever been as good as they are uh, in this game than in other games kind of thing. It's just like, they're they're really consistently in tournament results, yeah. all up and down. Can't, can't so. argue, they've got some, uh, well, I guess Poison was the one that officially won Capcom Cup, but Laura got her got her there in a yeah. lot of ways. And and yeah, and then Mika has been crazy in, in her times and such. And yeah, it's- And Abigail, and, I mean, it's, and he's more of a brawler, but still he's, he's well, got- Well, but he sort of operates along those yeah. kinds of lines. Uh, it wasn't necessarily for the command grabs as much as it was for his unblockables, but it was the same kind of principle and it was the same kind of vortex. Like he gets in and now you're guessing your way out and people don't want to have 
they don't want to have their rounds based on that too heavily. It's like one guess here and there, maybe in certain scenarios where you've you, they've earned that situation and it doesn't loop into itself. Okay, like you can earn certain advantages where it's really in your favor. But man, it's that's a it's a lot of power. It's a laser beam attached to your head, so you better make it kind of weak or else it's just going to dominate everywhere. And so, yeah, I think you kind of have to have uh <laughs> I guess you kind of. I just remembered Optic Blast, and I think it was X Men versus Street Fighter, one of the Capcom uh, X Men games. And like Optic Blast was one of the cheapest freaking things because you could just spam it all day long, and it was really hard to de defend against it. And it's just doing a fireball, you know. And Cyclops would go Optic Blast, <laughs> like, and it, and it was you just had to sit there and hold it, and it was completely cheap and dirty. And it, it's just like it, it's after a, again, it's why you lock the stuff behind some kind of execution wall or some kind of meter usage or some kind of thing that makes it earned mm -hmm. as you say you have to earn this stuff to some degree please um or, or it just it becomes ridiculous and it's like again no one wants to be playing chess while their opponent's playing tic-tac-toe you know kind of thing and that's pretty much what cyclops was <laughs> in those games he was oh man i got so many salty people because i it's like of course you played him playing, and did it. you probably had a cyclops helmet well, thing visor no. that you wore while playing it at the arcade I hated X Men versus Street Fighter. It was a bullcrap game. It, it sucked. It was a. It, it, it's like, why aren't we playing Street Fighter? And they're like, well, they're like this game has bigger explosions and other stuff. And I'm like, this sucks. Like <laughs> this game Marvel is not crowd, balanced. Like, emerging the explosions are no. cooler. Yeah, Marvel Marvel 2 is great, but the, the X-Men vs. Street Fighter was a crap balanced game, and, and so my friends would want to play it. I'm like, all right, well, I'm picking freaking Cyclops. You can deal with this crap all day long, and, and they're like, okay, well, maybe I don't want to play this anymore. Let's play Street Fighter. I'm like, now we're talking. So, you play Sangi. <laughs> <that's how> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that that is the long story short. And, and John, so what, what archetypes are acceptable to be high tier what what ones do do people appreciate and respect in your opinion in the fg well as i was thinking about this i was like well if you play this out too far you know and, and and you go like too extreme with well what what is okay to be top tier and such it's you can pretty quickly start to say like well no one's allowed to be on the roster except for ryu and his carbon copy clones and i would never want to go that far um and at the end of the day it's it, like we kind of we're establishing but i'll flat out say it it's not fair you know it's like we're not saying mm -hmm. it's fair it's it not like yeah, that's just the way it is. And these are fighting game character archetypes. So, I mean, kind of deal with it. Um, but I would say you start with Ryu and, and you look there in terms of what your what your game's identity is. And it's sort of it's like foundations. I would say that probably that type or style of character where I, I think most others are OK. Um, maybe an exception would be someone with something so different from the Street Fighter norm like Fong which we talked about him when the game was first coming out, that he was, again, it's laser beam, different kind, right? Because now he's got this completely different thing that really nobody else does. If you make that too strong, how do you how do you balance everything else around? How do you balance all these apples around this orange on that level? It's like, it's scary. So maybe err on the side of making it too weak because then at least that character has a hard time as opposed to the rest of the cast has a hard time. Um, but I would say, you know, I mean... We don't want anyone to be obviously the best. Uh, so, but mm -hmm. but I would say most other characters you can uh, like characters that are using using normals, using neutral to get to where they're going, and it's and it's not a, a matter of vortex or it's not a matter of I get to just spam this one thing about me and decide the rounds about it. I think you can be fairly diverse. I think it could be rushdowns. I think it could be zoners. Although there is something to be said about if your game is way too zoner heavy. 
it might not do all that well in the realm of esports because it's not so watch friendly and even then it's like a lot of people are going to get frustrated playing that so that might have its own issues in terms of how fun is it to play how rewarding does it feel um but i mean technically speaking as far as what we're saying here um i would just i would go with your your shotos i would go with you know rush down i think that's okay um uh and but i'd have to really sit and think on the particulars before i sign my name to the bottom of this is the character this is the type yeah. of character that it's okay to be the top you don't want anyone to obviously be the top uh but you want and i can't even say traditional street fighter characters grapplers have been in since you know street fighter 2 which is more or less day one um, but i would say you know cami uh, uh rushdown character that's that's okay if they're regulated properly ryu yeah. whatever but not grapplers yeah. and there, there's there's all these qualifiers like of like um you know do they have a good execution you know ceiling on the top of them it's like viper was really strong in street fighter 4 and there were complaints about her you know pretty much throughout the thing but it was like she never really got dealt with it in terms of like heavily nerfed but it was fine because her stuff was incredibly hard to pull off evil ryu was top tier as the game went along and he was pretty hard to play as you got up there you had to hit a lot of one frame links to do that um and then you know yun was just too easy to play and they kept adjusting him down and he still was a little bit too stupid shout out to kazunoko just doing dps all day long because they were almost unpunishable uh, isn't that amazing john like we went from like you know street fighter 4 where yun has a dp where he flies like halfway across the screen from you and, and like he's he's safe half the time and, and like to this game where it's like you do that and you get a crush counter and all that it's it's amazing like the the complete about faces that capcom does with this uh shouts to ono he's like i'm gonna make yun and yang messed up on purpose so that people hate him <laughs> Sounds like a, oh sounds like a good career plan. Good That'll man. probably get you hanging out and doing what you're doing for a really long time here to come. So, uh, yeah. Oh, boy. All right, John, you got anything I more? I think that's all I had to say about uh, Grapplers. I'm ready for all of the hate mail and the hate comments. Uh, but but honestly, like I, I'm, like I said at the beginning of this, I'm not 100% sold that there isn't a way of approaching and, and changing Grapplers that I just simply haven't thought of in these last couple of days as I've been thinking about this with more direct intent. Um, and I'm I'm down to hear what people think, and, and um, but please don't just react with like that's not fair. It's like no, I know it's not fair, and yeah. I'm not saying it is, but that's the way yeah. that's the way it is. So, and don't react with like the one exception where like there's one you know top tier grappler that was like everyone thought was okay. I can't even think of the, who that would be because um, I mean generally speaking, like every top tier grappler got nerfed uh, the season after or whatever are like you know in the next game and stuff. It's rare that they've held up. Uh, I'm, you know, it's, but there might be an exception out there. But um, again, you know, we're talking about the rule, not the exception. Mm -hmm. So, all right, y'all, that's going to wrap us up for this week of the Event Hubs podcast. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the new facial hair and we'll be back with you soon. I know I did.